Good morning and happy Sabbath, everybody. God is good and he is truly worthy to be praised. It is a beautiful day to be able to worship with you in the spirit of beauty and holiness. It is an awesome Sabbath morning. Um, we thank God that we're able to come on this platform yet again to be able to give worship and honor and glory and praise um, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, we want to welcome everyone to our Tabernacle of Praise Worship Experience. Our top family, we want to welcome you. We want to welcome all of our top friends and our guests that have chose to come and fellowship with us. Listen, this is a great time for you to go ahead and share the link. Let individuals know that we are up and running and that we are alive and well. So go ahead and share the link. Go ahead and tell a friend, text a friend, uh, post it. Let them know that we're here. Um, in the virtual space, um, worshiping and magnifying our Lord and Savior, um, Jesus Christ. Again, this is a beautiful Sabbath uh, morning um, to be able to come to you on this platform. I'm so elated at the fact um, that God has chosen us um, or chosen me to be able to come to you this morning. Uh, listen, just a couple of announcements. We do want to celebrate um, all of our birthdays in the month of August. Amen. This is a beautiful month. Amen. This is an awesome month. This is a great month. <laughs> woo woo. Yes, right. This is an awesome month. So we definitely 
thank God for our celebrations of uh, birthdays. Those that are celebrating birthdays, yours truly will be celebrating on the 16th, which is Monday. Amen. Um, and so we thank God that we we're able to celebrate again. We also celebrate all of our anniversaries. Amen. This is a beautiful month. Um, my wife and I will be celebrating um, our anniversary on the 23rd. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Um, and so we thank God for all of you who are celebrating birthdays, anniversary of mile markers. We give God praise. We give God honor uh, for he is truly an amazing God. None of us will be here um, without God in our lives. So we thank God for um, the thank God that we're able to come and worship. Also, we want to encourage you to go ahead and post in the chat. If you want to um, make a prayer request, if you have a special prayer you want us to pray for, we encourage you to do that at this time, to go ahead and get those prayers in. As, as we move through this um, virtual experience, um, there will be a special time that we have set aside where we will pray over those prayers. We believe that there is power in prayer, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power. And so we believe that there is prayer and power. So we encourage you to write in the chat. Go ahead and let us know your prayer request so that we can log those down and take those matters before the Lord. Listen on tomorrow, um, tomorrow, August the 15th, we're celebrating a special EAY um, 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 time out in the park. Amen. So we want to encourage you to mark your calendars for this special summer social. Um, there will be games. There will be food. Uh, it will be fun. It will be exciting. Um, and so we encourage you to mark your calendars for this day. We, I'm sorry for this um, glitch in the flyer there, um, but we want to encourage you to mark your calendars for this special EAY service. Again, it's August the 15th, which is tomorrow, beginning at 3.30, I mean, 3 o'clock, I'm sorry, um, from 3 o'clock to 6 p.m. So we encourage you to mark your calendar for this special event that will be taking place on the mall for our young people. Now, listen, I know it says for our youth, for our young people, but guess what? Our, um, our, our young at heart are more than welcome to be a part of this special um, service on tomorrow for our young people. This is an exciting time. School is back in session. Amen. College is back in session. We're still moving. Our young people, or we have young people that have gone off to college. We celebrate them. I know my daughter um, gone off to college. We have two that would be going back off to Pine Forge. So we thank God um, that we are able to continue moving in the midst of all that is going on um, with the numbers, with this Delta virus, with all this stuff that is going on. Um, it's just a blessing that we can still continue to be productive um, and to be active and get back to um, some sense of um, normality, although things are not going to get back the way that we would like for them to, but we can get back to a place where we're able to feel a sense of normal. Again, thank you so much for your love, your support uh, for this ministry. Um, and as always, uh, we encourage you to um, just, just tell a friend, you know, Jesus is, is, is all that we need in spite of all that is going on. We know that Jesus is all that we need. Before I turn this over to um, um, our stewardship piece. I just want to remind all of our board that we will be meeting on Monday. Um, so all of our board members, please mark your time, your schedule for uh, Monday. At this time, um, Elder Lee, we'll turn it over to you for our stewardship piece. Morning, everyone. Happy Sabbath. Wanted to remind you of our stewardship principles, the four resources that God has blessed each of us with 
And he just asked us to use a little bit of those resources for his service. Uh, the resource of time, everyone has 24 hours, seven days a week. Uh, also, God has blessed us with talents. Everyone has a talent, even if you haven't identified it yet. God has given you talents, and he would like for you to share those talents with his work. There's also temple, our personal resource of our bodies. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God asks that we use our bodies to forward his work as well. And then there's treasure, the resource of treasure that God gives us. He asks that we will return some of that for his work as well. Now, I want you to realize one thing. Stewardship takes sacrifice. Sacrifice just means you give up your desires or your will or what you want to do for a greater good, for something that's going to bless many people and for something that's going to move forward God's work. So many times we are asked to give some of our time when we're already so busy we can hardly stand it. But we have to give up some of our time to work on some of God's plans that he has for us. Just a little bit of sacrifice goes a long way. We have to sacrifice our talents. Sure, I can play the horn or I can sing or I can count money or whatever the case may be. God's asking if I would sacrifice some of my talents for his work as well. And then also our temple, our bodies. Yeah, we're all tired, so tired we can barely sleep at night, but give some of our our body, our temple, our energy to forwarding God's work as well. Sacrifice. And then finally, treasure. Sacrifice some of what God has given you back to his work. We don't always want to do it, but it's a principle that God's trying to build up in us, a principle of stewardship, of sharing the blessings that he's given to us with others. And I want you to know that Christianity is not always convenient. At the least possible time, someone's going to ask you to donate. Someone's going to ask you to give some of your time. Someone's going to need some help. And as Christians, we should learn to live our lives by principle. And if we can do that, 90% of our decisions will already be made. So as we learn to live by stewardship principles of proper use of our time, talent, temple, and treasure for the Lord's work, he's promised to bless us. And I guarantee you can't beat God giving. We thank you so much for being faithful and honest in your tithe and offerings. Please continue to share those talents of treasure with the church through dollar sign TOP giving, as well as through adventistgiving.org, or you can mail your tithe and offering in. We thank you so much for being faithful. God is, is taking notice and he has promised to open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing so much that you won't even have room to receive it. Be blessed and be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Elder Lee, for that timely message on how we can be um, better stewards um, and be faithful unto our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, again, we want you to go ahead and write down your prayer requests as they are coming in. Um, we know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. Um, and without him, we can do nothing but with him we can do all things. Um, and so it is indeed a blessing and an honor to be able to know um, that we serve a God who is faithful um, and who is just. So go ahead and write those prayer requests in, go ahead and log those down um, as we uh, get ready to hear a special word from our Ministry of Music, um, Sister Beverly. So at this time, prepare your hearts 
um, for Sister Beverly.
Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I guess we're back. Um, don't know what happened there, but we are back. I'm standing here and amen. But anyway, God is good. God is good. Um, we are truly um, blessed to be able to be on this platform with all the different um, glitches and issues that take place. We are here um, on this place and in, in this here place. At this time, we want to move forward uh, with our prayer requests. We want to go ahead and render those um, prayers at this time. Um, so as we, we are so thankful that we're able to have this, this time to connect, um, to be able to hear um, your prayer requests. We know that God is a very present help in a time of storm. Um, and so we give him all praise, honor, and glory um, for um, what he is doing and what he has done. Um, there have been many testimonies of individuals where God has um, answered their prayers. Um, and so we thank God that we're able to um, have this time of prayer. So um, as my wife is finishing up the last one, amen. Um, I know she's trying to get every last one of those prayers in. Um, but because we're on a delay while I'm talking, amen, um, there is a delay. So that's why we encourage you to get those prayers in earlier, amen, um, so that we can keep it flowing, keep it moving. So at this time, I'm just going to encourage my wife to just go ahead and bring those prayers over, amen. Uh, thank you so much um, so that we can keep it moving. And I encourage you to get those prayers in earlier because she's writing these down. Um, want to make sure that we're able to connect with everyone. Um, though, so we do have Sister Alvina. Um, we definitely thank God for you. We want to lift you up in prayer. Um, she wants prayer for her family to grow um, spiritually, and she wants to learn to trust in God a little bit more. Also, the Monroe family, Sister Gail, we want to lift you up in prayer, um, who needs prayer for her uncle James, who is recovering from surgery. And um, Sister Yvetta, we want to lift you up in prayer as well. Um, she wants to, um, she first, she says she wants to thank God for answering her prayers, amen, uh, for her friend um, who, uh, who was having health challenges. Um, she's gradually restoring, being, you know, coming around. Um, and she wants to continue to pray for God's healing um, and praying for her uh, family. Also, the Harris family, we thank God for you. We want to continue to lift you up in prayer. Um, and she, they, Sister Teresa wants prayer for um, um, the, the Barbara and James and Bodie uh, family, her children, um, Christy. We want to lift her up in prayer. Um, and Corey, her grandson, Grayson, uh, family, and um, the Alec. I believe that's extended family. Amen. Uh, Sister Tasha uh, Buford, um, who was in the ICU. And again, we want to lift up the Harris family. Um, remember my family as well. And remember all of those around our conference and all of those that are battling with um, um, health issues and health challenges. So at this time, if we can um, bow our heads um, as we look to the Lord in prayer, um, it's prayer time. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather. Um, thank you so much for allowing us to come on this platform um, to be able to come boldly before your throne. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we are hopelessly lost. But with you, Father, we are more than conquerors. 
And so we thank you so much for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. You are truly an amazing God. Um, and so we thank you. We bless you. We give you all honor and we give you all praise. Um, and so, Father, at this time, we just ask that you will search our hearts, forgive us of our sins, cleanse us, oh God, from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily through our hearts and through our minds that every day um, of our lives will be a true representation of the God that we serve. Um, and so, Lord, we have um, laid before us here um, many prayer requests. Um, we ask that you will remember in a very special way, um, Sister Alvina, um, ask that you will watch over her and her family. Um, she's asking, Father God, for spiritual growth. She asks that you would take the helm over her life and over her children. She's asking you, Father God, to help her to lean on you, to learn to trust in you a little bit more, um, trust in you always, Father God. Certain circumstances and situations may arise, uh, Father God, but we know that if we can put our trust in you, um, that you will make everything all right. And so Sister Alvina is just looking for your guidance, looking for your direction. Father God, we also want to ask that you would be with Gail Monroe and um, her family right now, oh God. Um, they're in need of your hand of your protection uh, for her uncle James, um, who was recovering from surgery. We ask that you would touch his body right now. Father God, that you would give him a, a speedy recovery. Uh, Father God, at the end of the day, we pray that he will see you in the midst of all that is going on. So continue to touch him. Thank you so much for his life. Thank you that he is in recovery. Thank you so much, Father God, that he is on his way um, out of this thing. Um, and so we just give you praise, honor, and, and, and glory. So remember the Monroe family. Continue to cover um, the Monroe family. Guide them and direct them, Father God, in the way that they should go. Um, we also want to ask that you would be um, with um, Sister Elliot, Father God, I mean, Sister Yvette. Um, ask that you will cover her right now, oh God. Ask that you will watch over her, be with her, Father God. Um, she wants to want to thank you right now, Father God, for just being a prayer answering God. A God that not just hear us, but you answer. We thank you, Father God, for watching over her friend right now, uh, for her health and gradually being restored. Just continue to cover her, continue to guide her, continue to watch over her right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you for never leaving us and never forsaking us. We thank you uh, for watching over us right now, oh God. Um, so we bless you, Father. We give you all praise. We give you all honor. We give you all glory. We ask that you would be with the Harris family as you will continue to cover and keep them in the name of Jesus. You know what they need before they're even in need of it. Um, and so we ask that you will rain down on them, that you would touch down on them, that you will let them know right now in the, in the name of Jesus that you have them in the palm of your hand. So Father God, we thank you for the Barbara family. Um, we ask that you will be with the James family, James Bodie, and watch over the family, watch over her children, watch over Sister Teresa's children, uh, uh, watch over Sister Christy right now, be with Corey in the name of Jesus. Watch over their grandson, Grayson, and just be with the family at large. Uh, um, be with her extended family. Now watch over them, Father God. Let them know that you have them um, let them know that you are working things out as difficult as it may seem, as unbearable as it may be, Father, that you have it all figured out. While we're trying to figure it out, you've already worked it out. So cover and keep them right now in the name of Jesus. We want to lift up before you, Sister Tasha, right now, Tasha Buford, who was in ICU. Um, ask that you would just touch her right now. Just give her strength. Encourage her heart. Let her know that she is being prayed for, that she's loved on, that she's cared for. Uh, give her a fighting spirit, oh God. Um, never turning back, but always pressing forward towards the mark of the higher calling. Continue to guide her and direct her in the way that she should go. Um, again, we just as you do, just cover the Harris family at large. 
continue to be with Dad Harris, be with Elder Harris. Again, you are truly an amazing God. Uh, without you, we're hopelessly lost, Father, but with you, we are so more than conquerors. We also want to ask that you would be with Sister Eleanor right now. Um, we ask that you will watch over uh, um, Helvis uh, um, Thompson in the name of Jesus, Pastor Thompson. Continue to cover and keep him right now. Uh, Sister Lewis um, is asking for prayer uh, for her and her family. Um, to gain a closer walk with you, Lord. They want to walk with you. They want to know you a little bit better. Um, want to ask that you would help them to be, um, be mindful of their commitments, uh, to prosper, to be closer to you, oh God, to be a good and be in good health. Lord, once the sister um, um, Lewis want to be in good health in the name of Jesus to pray for all of our broken marriages and all of our relationships, that you will mend them, that you will bring people back to a safe, um, a saving grace unto you, O God. And we pray for um, her mother-in-law as well to continue um, to be healed in the name of Jesus. So God, we know that you hear us. We know that you are, um, are right there um, um, honoring all of these prayers. Remember my family as well, our daughters, our children, our sons, our grandsons, just watch over our children, guide them, direct them in the way that they should go, oh God. So as they grow, um, they will not depart. Again, be with the message today, the spoken word. We pray that we'll come across uh, with clarity, with understanding. I pray your spirit now, oh God, to just take us through this time together. Um, that at the end of the day, oh God, we know that it is about you. It's not about us, but it's always about you. So again, forgive us again of our sins, oh God. We do pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. I want to thank you so much for submitting those prayer requests in. Um, again, we thank God for prayer time. I believe in the power of prayer. Amen. I believe that prayer is, um, is what we need. Um, without prayer, if there was no connection to God, um, if there was no means of us reaching out to him, and there was no means of us connecting with him, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how we would make it. Uh, matter of fact, I don't think we would make it. Uh, we wouldn't be here. There's some of the stuff that, that we go through, if there wasn't a God to call on, you kind of wonder, how did you even make it this far? I make it when you didn't know God, before you came into a saving grace of, of, of who God is and the fact that he is a very present help in a time of storm, the fact that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Before I knew all of that, how did I even make it thus far? Well, I'm going to tell you how. It was through God. That's the kind of God he is. Even when um, we weren't faithful to him, he was faithful to us. Even when we didn't know him, he knew us. And even when we didn't call on him, amen, um, he was there rendering aid and seeing to it that we were able to make it to that point to where we will come to an understanding of who he is. So I thank God for sending folk on my path, even though I know I turned them away. I shot them down. I remember when I first uh, became a believer, amen, I remember a friend of mine, I um, went to high school, I went to grade school, which should I say, um, went to grade school with and um, eventually we ended up going to high school together and I ran into him some years later on the on the um, public transportation on the bus and I uh, began to share my faith with him and telling him how, you know, I'm in church, I'm saved now, I'm praising God, I'm all these wonderful things. I began to just talk about the goodness of God. And this brother reminded me of a time when he shared his faith with me um, and I couldn't recall. I could not remember that moment and I was so nervous um, about my response. Um, and I simply asked him, so what did I say? And he said that I, I just told him I wasn't ready at that time. 
And I was like, is that all I said? <laughs> um, but I thank God that even when I didn't reach out to him, even though I wasn't trying to get to know him, even though I had nothing to do with Jesus, amen, he was still sending people on my path. He was still sending people my way, letting them, letting me know that he cares for me. And of course, over time, I eventually accepted Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. But that's just my little testimony of how God will chase after you, even when you don't want to be chased after. Um, and so I thank God for his love and his saving grace. Listen, I want to just jump into this message today. Um, just want to just throw it out there. You know, there, you know, there was so much that I came across in preparing for this message. Um, you know, there was so much I want to share, so much I wish I could say, so much I wish I can retain. And uh, but I didn't want to stand up here and just read uh, from a book. Uh, didn't want to just write everything down and just stand up here and read to you. I want to give you what's on my heart and what God has given me. Um, but there is so much to this message. There's so much to this um, parable that we'll take a look at um, that, you know, I, I probably won't even do it justice. I'm going to be honest with you, just throwing it out there. Um, because there was so much to this parable. There's so much, there's so much meat to this parable. Um, I encourage you to go back after, after this message um, and study it and read it for yourself. We could take this message right here and we can do at least five parts. We can do at least five parts to this, to, to this one parable. Amen. Um, we can do five parts to this in one parable. Um, and so I know um, and just that alone, if you're talking about five parts, and I'm going to try to do this and just one sermon, it's, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So um, I encourage you that after this message, sometime throughout this week, um, that you will go to the book of Luke and that you will read the parable of, um, of the lost son and dive into it and learn. And, 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 and because there is so much meat to that. With that being said, if you can turn with me um, in your Bibles um, to the book of St. Luke. Um, chapter 15, um, and just want to share with you um, what God has laid on uh, my heart. Um, Luke chapter 15, and we want to start with verse 1, um, and I'll read the first three, and then we'll read verses 11 and read the entire parable. Um, Luke chapter 15, um, when you have it, um, it should appear on your screen, um, but here we go. Luke chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. Um, and it says, then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them. And verse 11, uh, then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possessions with pride, with, with, um, prodigal living. But when he has spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. 
And he set him into his field, sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to, be, to, to um, spare? And I perish with hunger. He says, I will arise and go to my father and I will tell him or say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. He ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. Uh, but the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Verse 25 goes on to say, Then the older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And so he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come. And because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatty calf. But he was angry and found not good and, and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you and never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours come, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatty calf for him. Verse 31 says, and he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Uh, today, I just want us to talk a little bit on the topic of God of the prodigal. God of the prodigal. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given us to come before you, Father, we indeed give you praise, honor, and glory for all that you have done and all that you're doing. I pray right now for the technology, oh God. I pray that it all goes well. I pray your hand upon it. I pray right now, oh God, that you will just let your word be, um, go forth 
and bring us bring us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God of the prodigal. There is so much, as I said earlier, to this here story um, that we could break it up in several parts. Um, that there is so much that is happening in this here story alone that it behooves us to, to, to take time to, to just really break it down and dive into it. So I, I encourage you um, that at the end of this message today, um, that you will find time to sit down in your own personal study um, and read back through this and allow God um, to use you. Now, many times I know if I've read this story and I've heard this story preached, and I'm sure you've heard it preached too, a lot of times we spend a lot of our time talking about the son or the prodigal, the one that went away, the one that went into the far country, the one that spent everything, the one that squandered everything, the one that uh, wanted to do his own thing, um, the one that wanted to live his best life. Um, things just weren't going well for him at home, things weren't um, going well for him. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna, amen, amen. Um, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on uh, in the passion. And so you have the son who, 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 who wants to live his best life, who wants to, to, to do his own thing. And a lot of times, um, we hover around that piece right there. We don't really get into um, the meat of the matter. Uh, what even sparked Jesus to even have this conversation or even uh, uh, um, um, speak this parable? And so I want to encourage us um, as we move forward that we just go back to verse one and two um, as we look at what even led Jesus to even want to have this conversation. And so here it says that then uh, the Bible says, remember, I always talked about when a, a text starts with then, you have to go back a little ways, but I, I believe we can pick it up right here in verse 15. It says, then all the tax collectors and, and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And so we see here that at this point, uh, uh, Jesus is deep in ministry. Jesus is, has been ministering. He's been healing. Um, he's been teaching. Uh, uh, Jesus has been going through the land and he's been sharing the word of God to the point that he was drawing sinners and tax collectors. Now, I want us to just uh, uh, put a pause right there, if you will, because you have to understand that when the gospel goes forth, the gospel is not going to just draw people who you think ought to be a part of this here message. Uh, uh, the message went forth. Jesus preached and the Bible says that tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him. Uh, verse two says, and the Pharisees and the scribes complain. And so if I can just break it up real quick and just get right to it, you know, sometimes you want to just build the story. You want to string the people along. But I need us to understand as we go forward, as we make sure that we stay connected to the text, that as Jesus began now to go into this parable, because he see here that the Pharisees uh, and, and the scribes complain that this man receives sinners 
And not only do he receive them, but this man right here who's supposed to be a devout Jew, a devout Christian, is supposed to be a devout man of God, should know that you don't eat with tax collectors or sinners. Matter of fact, that you don't even deal with sinners. And it just kind of puts me in the mindset at this point, what's the point of the gospel if it's not for sinners? What, what, why did Jesus even die if it wasn't for sinners? And so to exclude sinners from the gospel message is problematic to me. Uh, 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 but yet these teachers of the law, these leaders of the law, these, if you will, these church folk, amen, if you will, had a problem with folk outside of the church coming into the church. That's really what it boils down to. That's, 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 that's really the breakdown of what's happening here. And so Jesus, in his wisdom, uh, he began to share a series of parables. He began to talk to them about parables. I want us to keep in mind that this wasn't some isolated incident. This wasn't some type of um, secluded uh, uh, back. Um, back back door meeting uh, 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 in, in in the bush meet no no this was a public meeting this was a public uh, experience a public uh, 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 a conversation uh, that was taking place and so Jesus looks around uh, and, and he sees uh, all of these people and so what Jesus began to do instead of blasting which I tell you when you look at the parables you see so much. As Jesus lays out uh, the storyline, he never bashes the Pharisees. He's never, he, never, he never comes for them, if you will. But he simply goes on uh, uh, these three parables, which we're not going to go in, in all three. But, but you understand uh, uh, that the first parable that he goes into was the parable uh, uh, of, uh, of the lost sheep. You, you know, the sheep where the shepherd, uh, one of the sheep got away and, and, and the shepherd left the 99 to go look for the one. And, and so Jesus began to share this parable and he says he left the 99, went for the one. But and, and at the end, once he found the one, there was a celebration. Amen. There was a celebration. Amen. And so then he comes back. Uh, with another parable, because sometimes, you know, you have to come, you know, this here parable of the lost sheep, uh, you would think that that would have gotten it, uh, but he comes back with the lost coin. Uh, he began to share with them that there was this uh, a young woman, there was this here a woman who, who, who lost her coin. Uh, she went looking for the coin. Uh, she found the coin. Once she found the coin, there was a celebration. Uh, hence the celebration. And so and so and so now Jesus, he, he, he brings it home with this lengthy parable of uh, uh, of the lost son. Now, we call it the prodigal son. Uh, uh, but when I looked at prodigal, prodigal means simply a, 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 a squanderer. And see, oftentimes when we use the prodigal son or the, you know, uh, uh, you know, I was a prodigal. Uh, here comes the prodigal. You know, we've all used that. But the prodigal isn't someone that has strayed away from the kingdom of God. The prodigal isn't someone that has, that, that has turned their back on the word of God. The prodigal is not someone that, that uh, disowns the word of God. The prodigal simply means a, 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 a riotous living. In other words, a, a, a one that wastes 
because that's what the that's what the son did. The son took his inheritance and he went and he wasted it away. And that's the prodigal right there. And, 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 and so Jesus began to lay out the storyline. Jesus began to say there was a, a, a that, that, that there was a certain man who had two sons. And I love the way Jesus set the storyline up because he lets them know, first and foremost, I need you to understand that there was a certain man. He didn't say who this man was, and he had two sons. Amen. And I need you to follow me now because Jesus is laying it out. Jesus is saying, I need you to understand now there was a certain man. He had two sons. I need you to understand that the younger son had got to a place in his life where he wanted to, his, wanted to do his own thing. In other words, the younger son wanted to be set free. The younger son felt like that the way the, the, um, that, that, um, that, the, that the father was running things was a bit too much. It is I, I, I could do better by myself. Anybody know anybody like that, that feel like they can do better by themselves? And so Jesus tells the story of this here younger son, amen, uh, uh, and who wanted his own inheritance. Now, as he goes to the father and as he explains to the father or shares with the father, uh, uh, the younger son, uh, uh, that father, uh, give me my inheritance. Give me uh, uh, my portion. Now, we have to understand the culture of the time, and we all know this part right here because every sermon talks about it. Every sermon talks about how it was a disrespect for the younger son to go to the father and, re and, and inquire of his inheritance. Every sermon talks about that. Every sermon talks about how when the younger son went to the father, it was, it was as if the younger son was saying, Daddy, I wish you were dead. I wish you were dead because it was a total disrespect according to their culture and, and according to their time. And, and in other words, you wait until your parent has 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 um, has um, deceased before you receive your inheritance. It was just unheard of for a child to go and ask for their inheritance. Not only that, but it was even a stranger thing for the father to even honor the request of the son without some type of repercussion, without some type of fallback, without some type of reprimand. In other words, the father, instead of him checking the son, instead of him dealing harshly with the son, I need you to follow me from this point on, instead of him dealing harshly with the son, the father honored the request of the son. Oh, oh, yeah, it's just straight up unheard of. I mean, who does that? You know what I'm saying? If I know uh, uh, that that my the, the, the fact that my child asks me of their inheritance is a sign of a disrespect, uh, 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 but for me to give it to them uh, is, is even a is even a larger larger bill that I'm gonna have to deal with. And, and, and in other words, uh, the, the the fact that the child asks lets me know that the child is not ready. Amen. Amen. I remember one of the things that my daughter, when I was teaching my girls how to drive, amen, uh, I remember they, they, they were always, you know, asked me to let them drive. You know, they would get so excited. Let me, let, daddy, daddy, can I? You know, I remember we used to you know, get out of church and, you know, you, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the child sitting in the driver's seat, you know, they want to drive. I said, no, nah, baby, not right now. You know, uh, you, and I used to tell them all the time, you're a little too anxious. 
Amen. You're a little too excited right now. Uh, 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 and, 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 and so the son went to the daddy. The son went to the father. Instead of the father shutting it down, the father honored the request of the son. And you would think that was a strange thing. That, but keep in mind of what's going on. Keep in mind of what's happening here. Keep in mind of what's taking place here. Because like I said earlier, a lot of times we spin our wheels on the fact that the son, the younger son, went to the far country and squandered everything. But you have to understand that Jesus is painting a picture. Jesus is talking, is telling a story. Jesus is making a point at this point. And so here it is. Here we have it right here. The younger son goes to the father. The father honors the request. The father gives the son everything, gives him his portion and bids him well. Uh, uh, the, the, no, no backlash. Uh, uh, didn't, 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 um, you know, uh, uh, you know, well, be careful out there. Gave him his inheritance and watched him walk out of the front door. And the young son goes out, and here it, here it is right here. You know, this is where we love to pitch our tent. This is where we love to hang out and set up shop because the young son goes out into the far country. Understand me now. He goes out to the far country. He goes far out away, to getting as far away from his teaching, far away from his upbringing, far away from what he know is right. He went to the far country. Somebody may know somebody like that. Uh, uh, you, you, you raise your babies and, and they try to get as far away from the teaching. You know, I, I remember, you know, the older folk used to say something like, you know, you weren't raised that way. Anybody know anything about that? You know, now, 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 now you know you weren't raised that way. Uh, uh, oftentimes, we want to get away from what we know is right. Uh, we know it's right, but because it's not something we want to do, we don't, we don't, we, we just want to, we just want to distance ourselves from it. And so the young man goes to the far country uh, and with all of his finance. Now, keep in mind, the father gave him his land, you know, because, you know, uh, 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 when we talk about inheritance, you know, it wasn't like he just gave him a lot of money. Sometimes that's where the mind stops. Amen. As if the, as if the dad just cut him a check. Amen. And the son went off. But the text says that the son sold everything. Amen. That's how he was able to accumulate all of that wealth. Amen. So the land that the daddy had, he sold it. Uh, uh, the cattle that the daddy had, he saw that, uh, that, 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 that he inherited, he sold it. And all of those uh, possessions that he had, he sold it. So now the land that, that, that was once a, 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 a couple thousand acres in the family has now been cut in half because the son sold his portion and so the son has accumulated all of not thinking of the damage that he has done not thinking of the problems that he's causing not thinking of the embarrassment that he's bringing on the family not thinking of any of that all he's thinking about is himself how can you know how this is going to make me look or how is it going to make me feel not thinking about the fact that it's not about you. And that's why I, I try to I try to live my life at this stage of the game. Amen. Uh, 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 that the choices that I make, uh, 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 they don't just affect me. 
Amen. And some of us, even as adults, even as parents, we hadn't realized that yet. We hadn't realized that the choices that we make don't just affect you, but they affect your family. They affect your friends. Amen. I say it all the time that if something happened in my marriage, amen, Lord, help me, Jesus, uh, uh, that, that is not just going to affect me in this house, but it's going to affect my children. Amen. It's going to affect my parents. Amen. It's going to affect her parents. Amen. It's going to affect the circle of friends that we have together. It's not just going to affect us, but it's going to affect everything that we are connected to amen it's going to affect our church hallelujah that's why it's never about you and the son got out there the son forgot that it's not about him but it's bigger than him this whole thing is bigger than him the pharisees and even the scribes they had the same understanding they forgot that it wasn't about them that it's bigger than them and oh how often do we lose sight and we make it about us and not realize that it's a bit that that is that is bigger and larger than you can ever think of it uh, uh, that, 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 that you can ever think of. It's not about you. And oftentimes we make it about us. Amen. The Pharisees and the scribes, they made it about them. But let me go on and tell my story. I'm kind of getting a little bit ahead of myself here. And so the, and so the, the um, son, he goes out, he squanders everything. He finds himself in the pig pen. Now, keep in mind that we are dealing with the, uh, uh, the Gentile. This is a Jew, amen, who is now working for a Gentile. Oh, the disgrace that he has brought on the family. And not only that, but he's working with the most unclean on earth swine pigs to the point to where he's out there not only is he working with them but now he sees the food that they're eating as something worth eating oh how we get caught up how we get caught up when we leave uh, what is right when we leave uh, what we know is right and get and, and get intertwined with that far country lifestyle, with that far country living, the lights and the glamour, and how we get swept away, amen. And then when we find ourselves at the bottom of the totem pole, all those friends and all that lime life and all that glamour that you once thought was the best thing that happened to you since Kool-Aid, amen, has now gone away. And he's in the pig pen now, and he sees the pig food as food worthy to be eaten. But I love it because now we see here, and, uh, you know, and I, you know, I would love to just go deeper into that part right there. Because when you look at the three parables, uh, uh, all of the three parables uh, where uh, the, uh, the, the lost sheep, amen, uh, the shepherd went to go look for the sheep, the sheep. It didn't come to a realization that the sheep was lost, uh, but the shepherd went looking for the sheep. Uh, not only that, but in the in the parable of the lost coin, amen. Uh, the, the the woman she didn't she didn't she you know the, the coin didn't come to an understanding uh, uh, that he was lost or that it was lost, amen. Uh, uh, but 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 in that parable, uh, uh, someone had to go and find, amen, that coin. But in the parable of the son, the text says that the son. That the, that, that, that the uh, son, he came to himself. Amen. 
In other words, the father didn't leave the, his couch. The father didn't leave. Matter of fact, when you read the story, the father never left the porch until he saw the son coming down the road. So the father didn't go look for the son. The brother didn't go look for the son. No one went looking for the son. But the text said that the son, he came to himself. You know, sometimes, you know, we have to come to the realization uh, that folk ain't going to go look for you. Amen. That sometimes God will allow situations and circumstances to show up in your life to help you come to your own understanding. And so the son, the Bible says, he came to himself uh, uh, right here uh, in verse 14. It said, when he had spent all, then he arose uh, a severe famine in the land and he began uh, to be in one. Then he went and joined himself in a citizen of, the, of that country. He began to work with all, uh, work with these swines, with these pigs. Uh, uh, but when, in verse 17, but when he came to himself, he says, how many of my father's servants, how many of them, live, they, they live better than this. Uh, uh, they, 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 they live better than, than what I'm living right now. Let me arise. And let me go to my father. And here's where uh, uh, now the Pharisees, they probably they probably really feeling something right now. Say he deserve it. You, 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 done, you done went out there. Uh, uh, you done squandered everything. You disrespected your father. You brought embarrassment on, the, on, 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 the, on your namesake. And then you go out here and you squander everything. You deserve everything that you've got. Amen. And some, you know how we can be. Uh, uh, but, but then the Bible says uh, uh, that, 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 that the young man, uh, the son came to himself. And the Bible says that he got up and he began to make the long journey back home. He began to say, you know, I need to go to my daddy and he let him know that, you know what, I've messed up. I've sinned, I've fallen short, I brought disgrace on your name, on my name, on my brother. I've messed up. Would you please receive? Matter of fact, if you could just make me as one of your hired servants, I'll be all right with that. If you disown me, if I have to sleep in the barn, it's better than where I was sleeping at a couple of days ago. And so the young boy, he goes home. But here it is. The father then orders uh, uh, that a, a huge bank would be set. Uh, the father sees the son afar off. And I love it because this is when the father goes out to to um, to um, receive the son. It wasn't when he was in the pig pen. Some, sometimes we feel like we need to go all the way out there. I kind of put me in the mind of my friend Isaiah when I was staying in the mission. Uh, Isaiah didn't come back to the mission. And we began to wonder where was Isaiah. So we actually left the mission and went out into the deep of the deep. Amen. And we found Isaiah behind the bush doing what his um, what 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 he was what what his desire was to do. Amen. I'm just trying to fix it up and make it nice. And, 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 and so and so we, we went out there to get him. But he was so far gone. And you can see it in his eyes. He was so far gone where well, we had to leave him to himself. And sometimes, amen, we have to understand that people have to come to the realization that they need Christ. 
Sometimes you will do more harm than good by going out there. The father stayed there. The father stayed and he waited for the son to come. I know somebody's saying that's kind of hard, Pastor. That's kind of hard. I know it's hard. Life is hard. It ain't easy. Who said it was easy? Amen. Who said it's easy? You see, you don't turn your back on folk. You allow them to come to that place of understanding. Because, see, sometimes we can force folk into something that they're not ready for. I know you're not trying to hear that. I know that's rough. That's just, that's just real rough right there. But anyway, let me, just, let me just move on. Because the father waited for the son. And when the son got to that point where he realized that he, was, that he needed, that there was something better. Amen. He went home and the father received and the father said, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go and, and kill the fatty calf. I need you to, you know, get the banquet celebration ready uh, for my son was lost. And now he is found. The banquet was like the Lord's Supper, if you will. You have to understand that in that, uh, that, that uh, as sinners, we are invited to have fellowship with the father. And see, oftentimes we make the banquet about the fact that the son return but what we have to understand that the banquet was not so much about the son coming home but it is the fact that the father he 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 spent a lot he sacrificed a lot and now that the son is home let's celebrate the father, the father uh, uh, who, 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 who demonstrates such costly love to save his son. You see, the father saw something in giving the son his inheritance way before time. The father saw something in doing that. And oftentimes we miss it. We don't see it. Uh, we, don't, we can't understand why God will sacrifice his son for folk who could, who could care less about him. Or we don't understand how is it that a God can leave heaven, a beautiful place, to come down here to a wretched world and not only come down here, but to be brutally beaten and scorned and spat on and pierced for your sins and my sins. You see, that doesn't make sense to us. It just doesn't resonate to us. Because if it doesn't make sense, amen, then we don't want to fool with it. But Jesus understood that. So as he's telling this parable, amen, and remember, this is a parable that the Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and the scribes because we understand now that the son, uh, uh, the, the older son, uh, who is like the, the law keeper, he's upset at the fact that all of this ruckus is going on because of this son has now returned. Amen. And so he goes to his father. He began to share with the father, how is it that you're able to celebrate this year? I mean, this, he went and squandered everything. He, 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 he messed up everything. Amen. And, and now you throwing him a party? You know, see, see, even the older son missed it. Even the older son missed it. Because this wasn't a party for the son, as in much of it being a party for the fact that the father had invested so much. And to see his son coming back home brought tears to his eyes. You see, he didn't have to pay a price for his sins. You see, grace was offered without the requirement of the law being met. In fact, at the end of the story, grace was offered to both sons. Grace was offered to the lawbreaker as well as the lawgiver. 
So it wasn't just about the son leaving home, but it was also about the sons that was at home. Because as Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and the scribes, as they have problems with the fact that Jesus is eating with tax collectors and sinners, you have to understand that grace is not just for the, the uh, law keeper, but it's for the lawbreakers as well. And oh, how we get it twisted, how we forget that this thing is bigger than us, that this is the gospel message. The gospel cuts like a two-edged sword. It cuts coming and going. Let me end up with this right here. You see, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't know how clear of this picture, uh, sometimes how clear of, of the gospel was seen in this here passage right here. Just how much uh, a sacrifice was made in the fact that, that the father gave up his son to go out into the far country and how much the son sacrificed by leaving the father's house to go into the far country. And even the son that stayed home, how much he was sacrificing. And oftentimes we fail to realize, amen, and just how much God will go through and what God has gone through to draw us closer to him. We can't earn our way back. Jesus has paid it all. And at the great personal cost, he is constantly looking and taking on the role of a servant, waiting to run to us and freely offer his grace to us. And when we accept his grace, he then sits down at the table and he eats with us to, the, uh, 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 eat, uh, to seal that reconciliation. That's what's going on. God basically is saying this right here is to remind us just how important your life is for me. And I never looked at it like that before, just how much me being on this earth means to Jesus. Just how much me being an obedient child means to Jesus. Jesus takes honor in the fact uh, that I call on his name, uh, that I speak his words. Uh, Jesus uh, takes honor in the fact that I rely on him and not on myself. That does something to him as our Lord and as our Savior. So the question remains at the end of the story, will you accept being found? Because the story didn't end, it, it, the story was pretty much left open. You see, the son came home and Jesus is telling this parable. There was no conclusion. Uh, the parable was left open, uh, wondering, what will you decide? Uh, the Pharisees hear this passage and they probably thought when the, when the, when the good son, uh, 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 when, the, when the older son had a problem uh, with the fact that the younger son came back home and, and, and that the older son lived. I was there with you, daddy. I was faithful with you. I was obedient. The Pharisees probably listened to, to the older son and listened to Jesus tell their story and said, you know, I can relate to that. I can relate to the fact that I've been obedient. How is it? Can you eat with these sinners? But you fail to realize you just as lost as the son that left the house. It's just that you were lost in the house. You were lost in the house. You were in the house 
and you're lost. Now, I don't know which is worse, being lost outside the house or being lost in the house. The truth of the matter is lost is lost. And whenever you're lost, you need someone to come and save you. And Jesus is simply saying, I am he. I am the one. This is Christ's ministry. This is Christ's gospel. Jesus tells this parable of the father and the two sons. The father representing God's grace, God who extends so much grace to us. He extended it to both of his sons and the, the younger son represents those that are lawbreakers, those that are, as we would say, outside of the church. Uh, 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 and then the older son, he represents those that, that are in the church. But whether you are in the church or whether you're outside of the church, you still need Jesus. You still need Jesus. I don't know who this message is reaching today, but we have to pick this back up. But I want you to understand and know that what Christ has done on the cross covers a multitude of sins. That no matter where you are on life's journey, you are able to be redeemed. But there are times you're going to have to make the decision yourself to come to Christ. If you don't recognize your need of Christ, he's not going to kick the door down and make you accept him. That son would have stayed out there even to this day if he had not have come to himself. One of the things as I close, you know, I often use this. I used to attend, my, accompany my dad um, to um, a couple of AA meetings. And I remember one of the things that they used to start out with was their name and then tell you that I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> now, uh, you know, I, I never could say that, um, not that I've never had a drink, it's just that I never considered myself as that, especially once I've been delivered from that. But what I do understand and know is that until you admit that you need Christ, you will continue in the path that, that, that you're on. And it's my prayer that you come to yourself and realize that there is a God that sits high and look low and that he is standing there waiting for you to come home. He wants to wrap his arms around you. He wants to put the robe on you. He wants to prepare the meal for you because his sacrifice would not have been in vain. I don't know if you're out there and you want to connect with us. Um, there's a few ways that you, can, that you can reach us. You can reach us. Um, on our website. Um, you can email us. Amen. Um, you can come and, and then just let us know if you need prayer, if you need a, a visit, if you just, just want Bible study, you want baptism, um, that you can definitely um, reach us so that we can reach, um, connect with you. Um, again, we thank you so much. Um, just go to top um, sda.org, um, um, topchurchsda.org. You can reach us at our website. Um, and we'll be more than happy to connect with you. At this time, if you can just bow your heads for a word of prayer. Father God, again, we thank you uh, for your love and your kindness. We thank you for your blessings that you have shown us. As always, you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. Um, we ask that you would just forgive us of our sins, those under the sound of my voice, 
Um, we pray, oh God, that you would just allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily. Thank you so much. Um, help us to come to our senses um, so that we'll know without a shadow of a doubt um, that you are the God of grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you and have a happy Sabbath. Until then, remember, keep the faith.